Hey everyone, welcome back to the One Upcast after like what's it been about two years now at this point? And as always, I'm back here with the one and the only Mr. Daniel Ferry. How's how are you, Daniel? It's been how long? Back at it once again. Back at it once again. <laughs> it only took like two three years. My goodness. We're like, we're like Randy Orton of WWE, you just keep coming back. I know so, you, you think you think he's gone and then that music hits. I think, back. I, I think um, the wheels started kind of falling off. Uh, if you la- l- listen to our last episode uh, two years ago, uh, are we two spoiled as gamers? I actually think we were two weeks late from the previous one, and then we promised that we would always do it every Friday, and then nothing happened. So I think we deserve to give the people an explanation. Um, this This is true. So, Kieran moved away. Um, Kieran went to a different country all together. <laughs> he went to Belfast, <laughs> the the sprawling metropolitan that is Belfast City. So uh, then Kieran started a business. Uh, yes, and plug 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 plug. To. So I in in the last two years, uh, just like everyone else was doing over lockdown, I sat back and thought, "What do I want to do? Do I want to just kick back and enjoy being at home?" And that was too boring. So I decided the best thing to do during you know a global pandemic is to start a business. So me and my partner started Puka Puka Games, and it's a shop online where you can buy old vintage games. You can buy trading card games, board games, role playing games, all sorts of games. It's loads of fun. So yeah, that's and what I got up to, and that took up. It still takes up nearly all of my time, but it's loads of fun. And that's the show, folks. Thanks for coming along. That's next week. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in twenty twenty three when we have Puka Puka Games That's it. I know. So um, obviously, so that's what happened, and I think uh, I think it's fair to say we hadn't actually discussed this beforehand, but um, I think. Um, geography even though it's only about 80 miles down the road it does play in that factor Kieran was starting his own business i uh manage a retail store i have two babies and a, a wife and you know just life just got in the way it, it so, sometimes takes time for life to settle down before you can yeah. kind of start building things back up again and unfortunately yeah. this is one of those things that kind of just fell by the wayside i mean there were other things as well there's other things that i had that sort of fell by the wayside but this was one that whenever it came to picking things back up again with you know new routines new normal yeah. is the hot phrase right now yeah. um that this would be one of those things like you sent me a message about it being like do you want to get this going again it's like yep it's been on my mind well, as that, well let's do it well that's the thing um i've been you know even though i stopped podcasting i absolutely love talking you know anybody who knows me <laughs> I just talk and talk and talk. Uh, but I, I always wanted to do it again. And I think it was just, you know, the, for the longest time during lockdown, nice segue because that's the first thing we're talking about. That's during it. lockdown, I uh, was going to do it, just do it on my own, just uh, look at topics online and just talk and talk and talk. And um, the, the more I was closer to doing it, the, the more I didn't want to do it without yourself because it sounds mm. so cheesy. But you know, we gel so well together and, you know, I think you, you need a podcast is a conversational thing where I think if somebody's just doing it on their own and I listen to a few people doing it on their own, it's just very, you can tell it's scripted. Um, mm. So 
I just think, you know, definitely, you know, I can't do it without you this time. We're all on. And, uh, you know, hopefully our player base or subscriber base grows. Hopefully we get loads of questions and engagement. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all just it's two nerds, ultimately, looking to know how to reverse a boat, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. <laughs> I was actually unsure as to whether or not that that topic is going to come up. But, yep, that's going to come up. <laughs> so uh, lockdown was... Uh, quite eventful for you starting your own business and everything um my goodness where was that that was literally that was your full-time job was it basically then yeah well i i got i got really lucky um whenever lockdown kind of came about because i was already working for myself and i had been doing so for about a year beforehand so whenever everything closed down i was already kind of set up for working at home um I, I, my main full-time job is editing YouTube videos, uh, mm-hmm. and I do that just during the week. That's my normal, like, normal job. And because of that, and because everyone's stuck in and watching YouTube during lockdown, it meant that I was pretty much safe, and we did pretty well during lockdown. And so I was really, really lucky in that. And then also, um, Tash... Like my partner, uh, also the other owner of Puka Puka Games, um, she, her job was fine as well. So we were in a relative state of normality, and then we decided because Tash was from working from home, like everyone else was, and I was working from home anyway, and we had a bit more time. We thought, well, you know what? We were always talking about starting this business. Let's do it. And so that's what I spent all of lockdown doing was getting Amazing. that business up and running. Now uh, the funny thing about that is we were actually talking about starting Puka Puka before uh lockdown happened yeah and we were like yeah let's do it this is going to be great and the whole idea it's not actually just a store that was a secondary part of the business the it's 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 actually a service-based business it's like a, it's it's going to end up being like a cafe that you can come in play trading card games play board games play video games with people there'll be tournaments and prizes and all this other stuff and if you just want to come in for a cafe and just you know a coffee and a bagel and just chill out as well there's that option but we were we were ready to go. We were like, yeah, we're going to find a store and we're going to kit it out and it's going to be great and we're going to do business plans and we're going to buy suits and ties like professionals do. And we were ready to go. Like we were, we were sitting being like, right, we're going to go and we're going to look and we're going to sign a lease for a shop and that, that's going to be it. And then just before we did that, and I'm talking days, uh, the whole lockdown order happened, like everything kicked off. And we were like, man, we were so lucky. Like, imagine we would have signed a five-year lease. And then, yeah. like, two days later, it would have been like, nope, everything's nah, closed. That, that, that would have killed you. Like, that, it would have, it it would have been, uh, yeah. So that's why we were like, right, okay, let's just, let's, make, instead of making a store, let's make a website. From whenever we do that, then we'll, you know, we'll sell online. We'll build up some stock. We'll learn how to work with suppliers. We'll learn how to manage inventory. We'll learn how to manage a business like you know because that's all skills you kind of need to learn and we were like we'll do that in isolation and then we'll come back and open a store so that's that was what i spent lockdown doing which was crazy and i I know people are kind of sick to death probably hearing about covid but you know when you think about it like this will be it sounds so cliche but like like we're in our mid-30s now but i honestly think Mm in our mid-60s, mid-70s, mid-80s, as God spares us. Like, this will still be a thing. Like, do you remember this? 
Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be just a... crazy. I mean, um, well, this this will be taught about in schools the same way yeah. that people learn about the Spanish flu and the way that yeah. people learn about other things as well. Like this is a major world event, and people it's, are going to be talking about crazy. it. And... I, I was actually. Um, I was out of work for a year, thankfully. I was still mm. working now. Well, I got furlough pay. Um, yeah. But as everyone knows who's listened to us, there was free, There was a trilogy of lockdowns. There was lockdown number one that lasted, I think, what, eight weeks? Something like that, eight or 12 weeks yeah, or something like and that. And then there was another one, and, you know, it lasted like three weeks. And then after that one, then it was Boxing Day, and then that one lasted for like six months. Mm. Um, but... Uh, no disrespect because I know people have lost people um, during uh, COVID and things like that. Um, a few people I actually know lost people as well. But mm. I think um, it was nice for me to be at home for a long time. Um, just to be a full-time daddy for a while because, um, as you know yourself, uh, my wife was quite sick for some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like... I had to be take out time off work, but then I felt obliged to go back work quicker than I should have. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was like there was no pressure from my employer whatsoever. But in my head, I was like, "Oh, I need to go back because I'm the manager, and you know, I can't be off for too long." And it was yeah. basically a case of once my wife got out of hospital, I think like two days later, I went back because I was off for like four or five weeks, and I felt no, I have to go back. So, and uh, mental state, I was never, you know, ready to go back. So. Mm-hmm. To be a full-time daddy and to be a full-time husband was, you know, it was amazing. It was really, it was good. really good. Um, and uh, myself and my wife, um, like, it was just great. And we, like, we, like, we decided, you know, during lockdown number one, we had, you know, everybody's just sitting on and eating and eating and eating. And, you know, I put on a massive amount of weight, massive <laughs> amount of weight. Uh, I, I, I did the same thing. Uh but then on lockdown number three, I decided enough's enough. And mm-hmm. uh, I brought ring fit for, yes, the, yes. The, for the switch. Uh, hammered ring fit. I uh, went out for, I, we got a wee doggy. Um, I'll send a picture in so you can see him as well. He's got marbles yeah. and he is the bestest boy. Uh, and he's sitting right beside me at the moment, just KO. But oh. uh, I was dead set dead set against of getting a dog um but i we better to my judgment so ashen my wife wanted one i didn't so we compromised and we got one <laughs> and uh <laughs> i love him i absolutely love him he's my little boy he's so cool and uh once we got the dog i started walking him every day long story short i lost five stone in five and a half months it's it's, it's insane I always said you fight to keep the weight on because to yeah. see whenever you decide to get it off, it's it's gone. Yeah. And I came up and you're looking great. It's fantastic. I went the other way. I started like putting on weight, going bald and growing a beard <laughs> over lockdown. So I went the opposite way. I come up and you're looking like just action star. It's like, wow, this guy looks great. I even at one point put you on my hair. <laughs> see, you go, my goodness. Hey. I, yeah, I, uh, I, no, the, the the goal now is to keep it off because I've done every fad diet imaginable. I've done mm-hmm. Sunrod, I've done Weight Watchers and everything. And what happens is that these diets aren't sustainable and uh, you fall off the wagon and a cheat day turns into a cheat month, they cheat uh, cheat yeah. fucking quarter, they a year and you're back to square one if not putting more weight on. 
So my plan now is I have been maintaining now for the past six, seven weeks, and uh, I'd be good, extremely good Monday to Friday. But by God, at that weekend, it's a <laughs> massacre. It is a complete massacre. I am like Pac-Man. I eat rings around me. <laughs> like people call to me and I'm like, what are you eating? I'm eating nothing. Why well, can't smell your breakfast? What have you got in your handbag? <laughs> <laughs> I, I came up to yours to visit uh recently and came in and it, it just so happened to be your cheat day and it was just i i don't i don't think you stopped the entire time no, you were no. there and i was I, so jealous i was like man see when i get home I'm, and uh, honestly see ever since then you were eating ice cream i haven't stopped eating ice cream since oh, i'm so is jealous that, there's a thing on it I, I i don't know what it is hey but um you know your food pal changes all the time and things yeah. you used to love you don't love and now you do and things like that but yeah. i don't know what it is i see ice cream for the past two months man i'm obsessed with ice cream every saturday every cheat day i have a full tub of jet ben and jerry's oh don't even I, i'm actually dying for ice cream now so this this goes out on a friday but we record it obviously during the week and uh which means it's even longer <laughs> like from what we're talking do we get like another go at it um Mine has been less strict. I uh, So I've taken up a, a hobby that I've been wanting to take up again for a long time. So I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but uh, on, the, on the podcast, I know I've talked to you about it, but I used to play Pokemon TCG, like trading cards. I used to play that game religiously. I used to go and play it like every week. I used to like play yeah. in tournaments. I like won trophies. I was just, I was obsessed with that game and I just fell out of favor with it. And I made, I made my mind up. I was like, I'm going to start playing it again and then obviously lockdown happened so you know no in-person play which for trading card games is a is a requirement right okay and so that just stopped now i thought then to myself i was like right i'm gonna step back i've got a wee bit of time here to think about this because i do want to play pokemon but i kind of i don't mean this to sound cocky but once you kind of learn how the game works you've kind of all you're always like 80 percent of the way there whenever like new cards come out you can sort of tell what's good and what's bad or do you know what i mean yeah so i was looking for like you learned how to catch them all then? So I learned how to catch them all. Was that like once you learn it, you can't unlearn it? So I decided, right, I'm going to learn to play Magic the Gathering, like another card game. And that is a, that game came out in like the 90s. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. If, there's probably people listening that are playing Magic, being like, or like Magic players being like, oh, I love Magic. It's great. It's so much fun. But man, that game is so complicated. But not yeah. in a way, like, there's just, it's it's so complicated in terms of there's like 25 years worth of cards there's yeah. different formats there's all these things i was like man i don't know this just seems like a while out and then because we're, we have a store as i've said like four times yeah. we, we were getting stocking so it was like i was loving in a card yeah. shop do you know what i mean You're so right. there there's all this stuff here that i'm like i can take up a new hobby and i don't have to leave the house like i don't have to risk it and so i started getting on i started like opening magic and me and tash started playing a few games but it just didn't really click and then there was this new game that came out called flesh and blood right it's like a brand new card game and it, i absolutely love it i play it every week i even hand drew my own playmat because like oh, i couldn't amazing. get a playmat for it i i've made any deck that i can think of i make loads i i land down to a card shop now every tuesday night and I just have like boxes of decks just dying to play anybody at anything. Like I absolutely, there could be two people there. There could be 10 people there. Uh, I'll be one of them every single time. I absolutely love it. And so that's my new hobby. But to bring it back to like eating rubbish during lockdown, it it's in a little cafe 
down here right. that all this happens. And the guy that owns it has now started buying in like vegetarian burgers for me. You know the ones that right. we used to oh. eat that were really good? So he started buying them in. So now whenever I go in, it's it's almost it's almost a tradition now when I land on it. It's like, get that burger on the grill. It's time to go. So I've You pull out your deck. A, yeah, so <laughs> I, I have a I have a midweek cheat and a, a weekend cheat yeah. because of playing card games. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Class. So uh that brings us on nicely to our next subject. So we're under the meat and veg of it now. Um mm. I'm the meat, he's the ve- vegan, so he's the veg. That's so it. uh what are we playing, Kieran? I know you played stuff with me during the week, but what are you playing? So, the game that I played the most that I really enjoyed over the last while. Now, as as you can probably tell from all this extra stuff that I've been talking about, uh, I, you know, time is of the essence, so I need to make my gaming hours count. Mm-hmm. And the one game that I got obsessed with is uh, Pokemon Snap for the Switch. Oh, I, really? You're Absolute. probably the only person I've heard play that, you know, because for some reason, and I forgive me, but I'm very much involved in, uh, you know, all the all the things and all the bells and all the whistles. But yeah. for some reason or another, every time there's a, a a Pokemon game, you know, the circles that I kind of circle in, um, mm. they're always talking about all oh, the Pokemons, blah 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 blah. But um, no one's really seemed to mention Snap at all. So t- tell me all about it. So Snap, it it was originally a Nintendo sixty four game, uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon Snap, and the premise of the game was based around there was this character in the TV show I can't remember his name, but his whole thing was that he didn't want to catch Pokemon he just wanted to like take photos of them he was a photographer that like followed the main characters around as like part yeah. of their wee group, and so he would take pictures of like Pokemon doing different things and all and. You know, that was his that was his thing. And so he was in this game on the N64. And it, it's an on-rails game. So you're going through this wee island, you know, and all these things are happening around you. Like, you know, it's it's driving along a beach and there's like Pokemon swimming and they're all there's ones playing together or whatever, and you have to get photographs. It sounds so boring when you explain it, but it's actually <laughs> really fun. So you take photographs of them. But uh-huh. They might say there's two of them playing, and then you uh-huh. keep your eye on them as you're like as your wee carts driving along that you can't stop because you know it's on rails, yeah. and you're sitting watching. And if you keep your eye on them long enough, like they'll start a wee fight between the two of them, and you can like take a photograph just as like one of them uses like a special move or something. So it's like ex- Dead Dead Rising on Xbox where you take pictures and. You know, yeah, you get oh. points for like how interesting the photo is and like if it's in the center of the photo and all this other stuff. But right. you have wee items that you can throw as well. So there's food that you can throw yeah. and it like in the Pokemon will come over and stand beside you. So like let's say there's like, you know, uh, there's like a, like one of them, for example, there's a wee surfboard and you throw food in front of the surfboard and a wee yeah. Pikachu comes over and eats the wee apple. But then yeah. he jumps up on the surfboard and like pretends to surf. And you take a photograph of him and it's all like, oh my God, that's a surfing Pikachu. That's class. Yeah. So you kind of make the events happen as well. Right. Okay. And and it, it's one of those games, if you mention it to people, they either love it or hate it. Like anyone that's played it will either love it or hate it. I've never heard anyone that just says, yeah, I played it. It's okay. And so I, I was obsessed with it for years. And then they announced they were bringing out the new one for the Switch. And it's just an updated version of that game, just of the N64 game. It's just another on rails take photographs so thing it, but is it new pokemon or is it uh it's all the it new just... ones it's not a remake like it's all the new like it's all it's up to date with all the pokemon right. that are out now but also 
the way they do it is that instead of just having like a level, so like, you know, you're going through a volcano and then you're going, you know, through a mine and then you're going through on a beach, you know, it's, they have the same level, but it'll be daytime, nighttime, yeah. you know, it'll have, there'll be different things that you'll unlock so you can take different routes. You know, if you can like, you know, say if you can wake up a Pokemon that's sleeping, you know, the classic yeah. sort of thing in the games, and then he moves out of the way, and then you can go down that path instead, and there's different ones down there. So there's tons of problem solving in it. Yeah. But because it's on rails, there's there's a bit of a timing element to things as well, and then you uh-huh. have to take the photographs on top of it. And I just got obsessed with it. I just absolutely loved it. But it's so... It's it's a extremely pretty-looking game for yeah. being on the Switch. And I've, I've got to say... As a okay. non-Pokemon player, I've uh, dipped my toe in the, I think it was a Pikachu Go or something, or is it called? Or was it Let's Go Pikachu? Let's Go Pikachu. And I dipped my toe into that, and I did enjoy it. I know it got a lot of people hated on it because it wasn't what they wanted initially, and it had the forbidden motion controls and stuff. <gasps> but I remember it came out, and I had... Um, I think I just got up, caught up in the buzz there. Everybody going, oh, it's a new Pokemon game that you can actually play on your TV because that was the big thing as well. Like, yeah, you know, it was the first, like, TV. yeah, it was the first, I, like, main RPG on your TV for Pokemon. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the thing with me and Pokemon, I have this love-hate relationship and I'm going to offend people listening to this now. So Ooh. just remember, it's the internet. And Everybody we're all friends their, here. <laughs> and we're all friends. Everyone has their own opinion. I have an opinion of one thing. And someone else might have a different opinion. Um, maybe it's because I've kind of seen behind the curtain of it as well. Um, anybody mm-hmm. who does know me, I can, I'll can i talk about it now. But I was a retail manager for a game store. Uh, I found the Pokemon consumer base extremely unwelcoming, uh, extremely arrogant, and extremely rude. So that always tainted my relationship with Pokemon and I kind of took it out in the game and I still have that, have that, yeah, kinda, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it's, I don't hate the game, but I, like, it just reminds yeah, you of, yeah, of, I, a, of a player base that I, just weren't I, very welcoming to you. Yeah, and, and it wasn't like, you know, they were like, I mean, I was, I was, people swore at me when i offered them a strategy guide because i was insulting their intelligence um people were just so rude as people you know there was an example where you know nintendo were very strict on it where it was like if you went into one of the stores you could get like a free pokemon card um so you had things where but you had to have like a qr code on your phone but then you had things where you know, people were bringing in four phones. That was fine because we just literally scanned it. But they were very, very strict on it. Um, but you'd have people swearing at you and being very aggressive. If you, if you, they would just say, "Go on, give me two more for my mitts," and I'm like, "I can't, I can't. This is stock." And th- th- this is what people they couldn't, you know, equate in their mind. You know, even though it's a piece of cardboard, it was, and you can vouch for this now that you sell these. Yeah. It's stock. It's actual stock. It had a retail value. And, uh, you know, they're coming in saying it's very valuable, but then when you wouldn't give them a free one because they didn't have a code, they got very aggressive and they kind of went, well, it's only a piece of card. Um, I, I just had in my, I was I worked there for seven years uh, and 
I say it probably about 80% of my time that was unpleasant. It was due to a Pokemon fan. I used to dread Pokemon launches because they were just nasty, nasty piece yeah. of people. And unfortunately, it was the older audience. You know, it wasn't the kids. The kids are fine. I mean, like I always, I think I told you about this before. There was one time where we were, we did trade-ins and uh, we were, you know, every time you do a trade-in, you know, at the end of the night, you had a big basket of games and you had to organize it. And what you had to do was uh, organize it by, like, you know, PS4 or DS or Xbox, whatever. And you had to print labels for it. And uh, it was Pokemon Gold, I believe. And uh, some some person traded it on. I don't know. I didn't do the transaction. But uh, I, what you do is when you get the game, you scan the game, you print the label for it you open it up and you put the other label inside the manual or the disc. So that just means then there's no confusion, you know, if it's a new copy or if it's a pre-owned copy. Yeah, but I, I, I opened this one copy in particular, and this is going to contradict what I'm saying about how the nasty the community was, but this is an example of how, you know... Yeah, it's not yeah, everybody. I, it's not everyone, yeah. So, like this, it was obviously a kid, because you can tell by the handwriting, but there was literally a note inside it and it was like, it was like, uh, hello there. Uh, my name is, I think his name is Kian, K-I-A-N. I've literally caught all these Pokemon, blah, 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 blah. And I've kept my save file for you just in case you find it's very difficult. And I beat the elite or something or whatever it was. Yeah, the elite um, four is always like the, la- the, the last bosses in every game. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, uh, if you have a 3DS, my friend code is, do, 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 please add me. And it was just so cute. It was just like, that's really nice. You know, this, like obviously this kid, before he traded on this game, decided, you know what, I'm going to leave the person to have it. Yeah. Uh, and I kept, I kept it on there. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever got it, but I always thought that was really nice. And I always remember saying to a colleague, like, why couldn't that happen more? Because it's weird that I am almost <laughs> discriminating on Pokemon fans. But... <laughs> um, you know, apologize to anyone's offended, but for some reason, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, uh, it's almost like, you know, they're offended that you're engaging with them. Uh, it's almost like, I know nothing about Magic the Gallery. I know nothing about Pokemon cards, but it's almost like, I'd be offended that you talk about that. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's just strange. Uh, so there is, and I, and I got that feeling today where, they had the Pokemon Direct today for Pokemon Shining and Pearl. Yeah. And a colleague of my work is absolutely shitting himself for it. Cannot wait. And I, I seen it and I just like, I, I just, it's almost like, I don't know, it's fucking PTSD for fucking Pokemon. I know, you just, just know came them back like, oh no, like these like, Pokemon fans are like, again. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Well, I don't work there anymore, frankly. So it'll yeah. never, ever, ever happen to me again. Um, as much as I loved working in the game and it was the best job I ever, ever, ever had, I would never go back to it. Um, yeah. I've seen behind the curtain and uh, the curtain's not nice. <laughs> yeah, once but, once you see how they, how things uh, are actually run, yes, you, can't, yes. you can't unsee it. But it was fucking brilliant though. I always remember. <laughs> Sorry, completely off subject. This happens, go by the it. way. If this is your first gig with me, this happens. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a lust we, and we, we are nowhere near then, it. And then We're we just near fucking, it. we go down the street to get ice cream. Uh, <laughs> so um, I always remember uh, 
people always said when I worked in game, if you cut me, I would have bled purple because uh, mm-hmm. I just loved it so much. And I think you can attest to that when you came on. I know I've so... so uh, oh, yeah. Even you tried so back, hard no, for I, that story. I, I look back, as I said there, I look back and, you know, I've seen behind the curtain and it wasn't nice. However, the good so much more outweighs it. I mean, 95% of it. Um, oh, it was such... And, and you know, like all saying, I wish someone told us this is the good times while we we're on the good times. I knew yeah. I was in the good times in terms of employment, but f- fuck me. I mean, there was a moment... Um, where I got to go to a manager's conference, and you've got like also manager conference, but these managers' conferences were hosted by Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. And like they literally put on like an E3 presentation for you, they took you out at night, and they had uh, themed like PlayStation had a circus theme where there was a guy walking around as Kratos, uh, Xbox booked out a street. I shit you not, they booked out a street so and they walked for Halo 5 and they did, um, you know, like barbecue food and hot, hot deli food and they spray painted a wall with Master Chief and they had Spartans walking up and down the street. It was fucking incredible and they had live music and they had they had an underground uh, area, like a lounge where you sit and play games. It was fucking unbelievable and then the icing on the cherry I think I talked about it in episode one. Uh, I got to meet one of my childhood heroes, Charles Merkney. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, all all while I was getting paid, by the way, this was my job. Like, I, I got to meet and do all this thing. I met so many great people and great contacts. <sighs> Fucking brilliant job. Absolutely brilliant. And I always remember, and we'll move away from this very quickly, but uh, I remember interviewing a part-timer for Christmas and uh, Mm -hmm. it was myself and another manager and uh, (laughs) you know you do the thing you do the stick at the end where you go is there any questions you have for us yeah Uh, the person said what do you work what do you like about working for a game which I thought was a good question because and I talked about you know this isn't a job for me and you know so passionate about my job and you know, I just love the balls, love engaging with customers. Uh, you know, got to meet Charles Martinet. Uh, you know, got to do this and I got to, you know, meet this guy. And it's just rhyming off things about I love working for game. And, uh, you know, we have the highest pre-orders in Northern Ireland because we engage with our customers. They come on. It was kind of like that comic shop where people come on and buy their free pound comic, but they'd stand uh, for 10, 15 months, just nerding out over a comic, but then they've left and they pre-ordered two more, they come back next week, it was kind of like that vibe. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, chip meat and Charles Martin, and I, I went on there like a 15 minute tangent about why I love working for game, and uh, the other managers turned around and went, I like the people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I bought, I, I used I, I even said that you should answer that first, man. <laughs> tough act I can't to follow, ag- hey? I kind of give you a bit of a tall order there. Like. <laughs> so, um, where were we? Uh, so, you were playing Pokemon Snap. Anything else? Yes. Uh, just what we played then, really, was the well, what did we play? my favorite parts. Well, first of all, we played uh, Back for Blood, the beta uh-huh. Back for Blood. It is called Back for Blood, isn't it? 
It does. I think so. <laughs> I, 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 I've called it left for blood, back for dead. Some sort of mixture of that. Because, well, oh. for anyone that doesn't know, back for blood is the spiritual successor to left for dead and left for dead 2. I was obsessed with left for dead. Uh, in fact, I actually mentioned this to Tash recently. Um, as I was saying, I used to love playing trading card games, and I've recently taken up another one. I used to, I used to obsessively play Left 4 Dead. Like every other night, I would I always be this. playing Left 4 Dead online, and now I'm playing a Left 4 Dead remake. I think and this is it, one of the first conversations that we ever had ever was about Left 4 Dead. I think that this is our uh, between that and Val Venus. I think that was our kind of bonding. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you, once once Left 4 Dead and Valvinus got mentioned, you knew you knew that was a friendship like, that was gonna last. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> but, we, we should probably explain the Valvinus part. Right, yeah. Before we get into back for blood for anyone that doesn't watch wrestling. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, just add we'll just add Valvinus here until the notes. Yeah, well for, for, I was about to say for anyone that doesn't watch wrestling, some parts of this podcast are gonna be weird. But uh <laughs> so Val Venus was a wrestler. In, was uh, he a wrestler? The... Was he a wrestler? I don't know if he was. I, he had I a funny move called the Money Shot. And then, I know. by the way, I didn't know until I was like mid twenties. Uh, what that, that meant? What that meant? I just thought that's a good name. Yeah, wrestling. Good. Wrestling matured me a lot as well. <laughs> but so wrestling in the nineties was kind of like, or sorry, like early two thousands was like edgy. It was called the Attitude Era, where like edgy characters were on screen doing edgy things, and you know, because that was the end of the that was the the you know the the demographic at the time. That's what they yeah. wanted, and so. WWF at the time had a wrestler called Val Venus and and WWF insert have image this here. <laughs> insert image here. WWF have uh will make wrestlers characters and they've always kind of done it or maybe not so much nowadays but they have like a wrestler in the real world you know or they have a job in the real world so like they used to have a wrestler who was like a hockey player and well, they used to have one that was like a bin man. But <laughs> Val, Val Venus is a an adult movie star. And that was his thing. He would come to the ring and like in like a had like a towel. Now I don't think we can play the actual song for copyright reasons, but his music started with him saying, Hello, ladies. And then his video would be like him, you know, like he'd be standing like smiling at this at the screen and then, you know, like a flower would bloom. And then it would be him like putting his arm around someone and then like a train would go into like a tunnel and it would be like really suggestive, like all oh, like a sausage like, going under a bun and all. Yeah, just really suggestive stuff. But then at the same time there was like this like saxophone playing in the background, like really like heavy, like gritty saxophone playing, you know, like that sort of like stereotypical like adult theme. And uh me so Daniel used to be my manager in another store. Uh and that's kinda that's where we met. And uh, I was talking to a customer one day about, I don't know, routers or something boring like that, something just pedantic. And you came over and, and very professionally said to me, uh, Kieran, Kevin, moment your time, I'm going to need you to look at this. And you put a phone under my hand and had play and it just went, hello, ladies. And then started playing this really suggestive video with like heavy saxophone. And I don't get embarrassed very often, but that got oh, me. Oh, so <laughs> That good. got me. But... 
know, you know what I love? You know, like with these wrestlers and kayfabe. Kayfabe is an expression where it's real. It's real, damn Yeah, it. you, you, but, you believe it's real yeah, and, that's yeah. it, and you, you trust that it's real. So if a wrestler comes out and says, <laughs> I am a bun man, you believe he is a bun man. You just, it's the same way. It's it's suspending your disbelief. And anytime that you're doing that, it's called kayfabe. But, I, uh, I would love to know in a kayfabe world, what at what point did they realize that this move that they have is, you know, it's going to win them championships. At what point in kayfabe did Val Venus, the movie star, the adult movie star, discover that you know what if i jump off a shot top rope and call it the money shop i'm going to win the intercontinental title i'm going to be the best the best guy what i what i want to know so he like so point, that, that's what i'm saying his profession was an adult movie star right correct yeah i'm, I'm not wrong there that's yeah no so he, that's what he, he is he is an adult nine to five at one point was he doing his occupation one you know what i'm going to win the royal rumble See, this is the thing. <laughs> at what point was he at, at being um, an adult movie star, and then turned and went? You know what? I think I, I think I need to fight some people. <laughs> I, I think I need to go out and fight a couple of guys on TV. And, but, but I'll not be like a fighter. Like the way that some people go on the UFC from other sports or other professions and then they're in there and they're a fighter and that's uh, it. But imagine, imagine like what if he went, I'm going to get into UFC and he showed up in like a towel in UFC and was like, this is what I'm going to do. My God. My I, God. I don't know. How but are we yeah, Val, talking about COVID developing us? Well, we got there and what? It only took us 37 <laughs> minutes and we got there. <laughs> but... Uh, and the worst thing was we were we were talking about back for blood. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea how we get back to it. How do we? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to review the tapes. Oh my but, god! So back so for back, blood. That, yeah, back for blood. Talk to me. Right, I back for blood. Uh, for anyone again that doesn't know, as I was saying, spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, made by the same team. Uh, Valve aren't involved this time. I think it's published by WB Games. This time. Um, it's a lot heavier, it, or it's it's a four-person co-op shooter where you try to make it through a level, and there are zombies everywhere, or infected. I can't remember what they're called now, runners, but they're infected, and there are special infected who are like boss infected who can pin teammates who you then have to go and save. And it's a very co-op heavy game for anyone that's never played it. It's out on October, like early October, uh, around my birthday. Can't wait and. It is. It has had an alpha and two closed betas. I played the alpha and we played the closed betas. Yeah. And I loved it. I'm heavily <laughs> biased, but I loved it. I could not put it down. I I am. I know I'm going to be obsessed with this game already. Yeah. Now, I'm not a shooter guy. I don't play a lot of shooters. So anytime that a shooter is accessible, I call it good. Yeah. And anytime it is complicated, I call it confusing. Uh -huh. So I thought it was good. The the element of like, so remember the part, and I'll explain it again just for anyone that hasn't played it. You, you know the cards system? So the way it works is that you have cards in this game and the cards give you certain buffs. So like all, all your team gets plus five health or, you know, you find more currency in the level so that you can buy better upgrades um, and some of them are really powerful to come with downsides and some of them are just upsides and some of them are challenges so it's like if you can get through the whole level without you know having being hit by this certain type of enemy you get a bonus or something so uh, at the start of each level there's a random roll 
and a bunch of cards pop up on screen from a pre-made deck that you've put together. You select one of them and that's the one that becomes active and then each round another one becomes active so you, you kind of build up a new stat profile each time you play. And at the start, I thought, oh no, this sounds complicated. I'm not going to get it and it's going to ruin it for me. And again, I love it. I think it's a fantastic system. It made it really fun to take chances. It made it really fun to kind of have a bit of direction to your gameplay where yeah. you're like, oh, we, we're not going to startle any enemies this time because I've got this challenge. Yeah. You know, so it gives you like a new thing to play for. What did you think of it? Because you play a wider range I think you would probably play more shooters than me. I, I play nearly everything. I'm a, a yeah. gaming whore, but um, it was pure, pure uh, coincidence that uh, the beta between me and you happened because I, I was always planning to play this with you because going back to the days of yore when they, we never really played Left 4 Dead together because by the time like we start talking, I think you've already got the full of thousand G on it. So yeah, I had all uh, the gamer score, and at the yeah. same time, then Left 4 Dead was kind of winding up. Yeah, like so, it's uh, relevance. Like I think anybody who has played it since, I mean, like will know how difficult the thousand G was. And I always remember seeing Back for Blood and the trailers for it and stuff, and I was like, I'm so 100 percent on this because again, I love Left 4 Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. And I even said to myself before even talking to you. That is something that I'm going to play with Kieran, and that is something I'm going to get every single point, you know, every single platinum yeah. or game or trophy, or whatever gamer score, is, whatever yeah. platform. Uh, and she, by sheer coincidence, I uh, purchased a headset for my Xbox there about two weeks ago, I think, and I mm-hmm. sent you a picture of it, and yep. you replied back saying, "Here, do you want to test these out? I have a beta code," and. Uh, I think we put about three hours into the one level that night and uh oh yeah. man it's so, so i'm so on i'm so, within the first 10 minutes i knew i was on uh, it actually feels the best way i can describe it for anyone who hasn't played it or anyone's on the fence and they'd love left for dead too i uh it feels like a a mod of left for dead too if that makes sense it's a fucking virtually identical it's uh, it's also almost scary how I, I know Turtle Rock made the original Left 4 Dead, so obviously, you know, it's going to feel the same, but my yeah. God, it's... I think the only difference is there's aim down sights and that you have different types of infected, but the cards that you mentioned, um, I think they add an amazing replayability. I mean, there was one where it's like the Gnome Chomsky achievement, which if anybody doesn't know, in Half-Life, there's a Gnome called Gnome Chomsky where you have to take him from the start of the level to the end of the game and uh hmm. it's kind of like uh you know like uh like a kind of like a how would you say a bragging right if he did it because i think they had the same achievement then in left for dead 2 correct me if i'm wrong they did you had to yeah. take them from the start of one level, level to the end of the campaign yeah so they and had that was, they, that was they another had, tough one they had a similar challenge in back for blood beta where it wasn't a gnome it was a blood pack where you had to take it from the start of the level to the end and it was apparently very difficult but we were actually gutted we couldn't actually find the, the blood vial now we don't know if it wasn't there because of the beta and it wasn't put in but I absolutely loved it I mean the fact that um, it just encouraged me to go oh, I can't wait to play it on a harder mode or you know you know handguns only or you know it's uh, I'm so on I can't wait to October because it's, I just know it's going to be something where you know at the minute we're kind of like 
you know, oh, you're free on Monday or you're free Friday, and it's like one day a week kind of thing at the minute, where I just know yeah. when this game's out, me and you are clearing our slot for the entire week, and That's we it. are hammering that Ben and Jerry's popcorn <laughs> crisps. Like I am putting that's my cheat week there. I I am so on. I cannot 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 wait. And the best thing is as well, just they do a lovely lovely segue. We might overlap something, but I'm sure we'll come back to it. But it is mm-hmm. also on Game Pass. They will. Oh, we'll come back to Game Pass definitely. We'll come back to that. Um, so just and if anything, you know, I was on already, but the fact now that it's on Game Pass just kind of cements the fact that you know, like. You have no excuse not to play it now. I think I actually gave you an example last week. There was a, a game that I absolutely love. And it's like if I have 20 miles free, half an hour free, I put it on. It's Tetris Effect. And uh, mm. I was talking to you about it. And you're like, ah, my, 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 my blah, blah, blah. And then once I say it's on Game Pass, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> okay, just, I'm going to download it. That's it. So, I know. Because so, so at what good. point, like, what are you losing then, really? Exactly. Just time. Just the currency of time. So yeah. what am I playing? Yes, uh, what are as, you playing? As you know, I am primarily a PlayStation guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a Series X about two months ago. And this will probably bleed into our next topic, which is Next End Systems. I got a Series mm-hmm. X about two months ago, and I have been playing that 80% of the time. I am hooked on the Series X. Um, I am playing three games at the moment. Well, technically four. Um, mm-hmm. I'm playing a game called Death Store. Uh, that is not on Game Pass. It's uh, very, it's 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 very. How would it, the best way I can explain it? It's like Zelda meets Dark Souls. Uh, uh, you play a crow who has to go out and uh, unlock these doors and kill a boss within them, and it is absolutely brilliant because you go into little dungeons and it's like cliche Zelda. Yeah. Quest where you had to get a key to unlock the door and there's a puzzle in the room and you know you might walk and the tiles on the floor might fall down and oh, it's, it's it's excellent it's absolutely excellent and i think it's only like seven quid i got it you know like a launch price but it's it's made by mm-hmm. two guys so it's like a little in the game and it's absolutely fantastic so definitely check it out um then i'm and playing well, Ge- sounds great and then i'm playing gears of war 4 Ooh. um so, like, uh, you know, again, why why are you playing like a four year old game, uh, Gears of War Four? Because I'll tell you why. Because I haven't been on Xbox in quite some time, and I must kind of like all their launch exclusives. I'm actually playing yeah. Gears of War on PC, uh, because I have a I have a nice little rig now. I have a nice little um, a friend of mine per, uh, bought the PC for me. Uh, and it runs all the things at the 60 FPS. I'm all, I'm all about the FPS. And all about them for, frames now. All about them and, good uh, frames. Well, that's the thing. What's these next day systems, man? See, like, I can't not play a game at 30 frames per second anymore. I can't do it. I know. Uh, see, it, since it's, uh, it's, it's like everybody. a forbidden door. Once you see, but once, once you, once you, once you open it, you can't close it again. I. Uh, <clears throat> Same as I got my PS5 and my Series X, and you, mm-hmm. you know, they always give you, you know, on paper, all your 4K or 60 at, you know, 1440p, and every single time it's 60. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I said in here once, famously, I'd rather have 720p uh, and 30 FPS. I'm so wrong now. You know, <laughs> the future's yeah. evolved 60 all the way. 
So even see when I go to play my Nintendo Switch now at times and like a game's run at sixty, I f- maybe I'm just so accustomed to sixty now. It feels like the game's running in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, whenever you see it in thirty, it just feels yeah. like it's kind of chugging a wee bit. Because I always do like the camera test where I try to turn the camera just to see how smooth it goes. Yeah, and, uh, turn it into a wall so there's less things on screen to yeah. see if it's trying to run at sixty uh, or if it's locked it's, or. It's so good. So I'm I'm playing Gears Four. Uh, co-op with my boy Ross shout out to Ross who uh, was meant to play it with me yesterday uh, but got the dates mixed up and he thought he was playing it tonight and uh, I blew him out for a podcast so uh, yeah, shout, out, you, you gotta sh- give him a- shout out to Ross because he actually asked a question here he texts a question Ooh. I have a question for the podcast why did you steal my man <laughs> this is sad <laughs> so uh, Ross uh all I can say is that uh, we need to get our rotas properly right. So um, Yeah, I was may, about to may, say there's, may, there was enough of you to go round, but I mean, yeah. you've lost five and a half stone now, so we got to fight over yeah. you now. <laughs> so, uh, it's actually way less of you now. So the good thing about I appreciate, um, you're probably the same, I appreciate short games, so I think I'm nearly finished gears. I've only put about four hours on that. I know some people kind of roll their eyes when games are short, but you know when you when you have a full-time job and, kids and a doggy and a wife uh you know you do appreciate shorter games um, yeah the last game i finished i think i did it in one sitting yeah it was just yeah. like a little like three hour thing have and you it was great ever to... you just triggered a thought there have you ever played what remains of edith finch no and it sounds like the type of game that i would enjoy as well and so, I, everyone hold... that knows me recommend because i love my artsy fartsy games right and it, it's so made by anytime. the people who made uh black swan do you remember that in ps3 it was kind of like it was black and white yeah do you remember that hold on yeah what i had to check this because if it's, it's on game pass you know again, yeah, I, I actually think it is it's just again one of those things i never quite got the time you you will finish that in 90 minutes it's, it's made to be played in one sitting uh, perfect it's on pc and it's on uh console as well and uh, i cannot recommend it enough it's one of those things my wife isn't a gamer and uh i've hold on i'm just checking this definitely here launched uh, on ios two days ago yeah it's on game pass it's so, on game that's it then see that's it what have you got to lose so oh please 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 kieran please 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 well then ask me ask so, me next weekend ask me next uh, week so i mean 90 minutes of your time and you will thank me i played it uh five years ago and it still sits with me it's, it's something special it's something something special it's so so good just get your headphones well, on and just you know if you have an hour and a half free some night just let it suck you in it's so so good so um, I'll, I'll find i'll find some time and i'll, I'll bring it up next week so that should actually take us nicely into our topic because we're 50 minutes on now. So maybe we should get to We should probably do the topic at mm-hmm. this point. <laughs> what is the topic here? The topic w- is actually on, for anyone that's, I don't know, read the title. <laughs> uh, is Game Pass good for developers? Do you think Game Pass is a good thing for developers? Because we've mentioned, you've mentioned already that we've been talking about it from a consumer perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you you recommend the game and someone goes, yeah, I don't know. Or uh, maybe I'll think about it. And then you say, oh, it's on Game Pass. And then you just go, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it even happened 
like just now when you mentioned now, about yeah. Edith Finch, I was like, yeah, it's not, it's on this platform, it's on that. You're like, yeah, it's on Game Pass, and I'm like, well, perfect. I'll, I'll definitely play it then. So from a consumer perspective, it's, it's one it's, thing, but what about on the other side? So, like we've all, we've been talking about behind the curtain all day. What what do you think it's like uh, behind uh, the curtain? On on that, and before we even continue, like like we're going to say certain things that you know I think are quite factual, and you know we're not wrong, but I think I th- I just feel that we should say you know we're not saying Game Pass is a bad thing. We're just gonna give them the balancing act. Um, Game Pass is a system seller without any question. I purchased mm-hmm. a Series X when I'm a big PlayStation head, and as I said about ten months ago, I have been on my Xbox flat out ever since. It gives me the magpie effect. So what's that? So you're playing one game and you like you're like an hour on that game and you feel like okay, I've played that game. I'll go play something else now. So it actually hurts your backlog a wee bit because you have to go back to so many games. Yeah, Game Pass is absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing for consumers where you know people who actually don't even have a lot of money. You know, people are asking me now, Christmas, I have to get my kids, and they can't afford, like, these new consoles. It's £70 a retail game. It's not cheap. No, um, it's, it's big, like. You know, so it, it's a no-brainer to direct. I mean, you can buy an Xbox Series S for, like, what, well, 240 quid or something? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and you get Game Pass, and it's, it's it's like the Netflix of games. It's, it's It actually feels illegal, and I'm a wee bit jealous that it didn't happen when I was, like, 15 16 so i could just could you remember back in the day you used to play the one game over and over and over again yeah you'd swap um, it with your friend and yeah. all you'd like you'd, you'd swap games so you could play like, something different there's people out there now as you know that age who just have game pass and they'll just expect this to be the norm forever um so it's amazing in that sense and again like as we just touched on like we mentioned edith finch and if anybody's listening who hasn't played it, please, please, please play it. Please. Um, it's good to discover titles like that because I know myself, and if the shoe was a dollar foot, it'd be the exact same. If you said to me, oh man, you need to play Eat a Fish, it's only a tenner on Steam, more than likely you're not going to buy it because it's a t- you, you don't know what it is. You don't have any investment in it. You know, do I want to spend a tenner yeah. for something I don't like? You know, that's just the way it is. Um, now, when you look at it now, I told you it's on Game Pass. You're going to give it a go. And even if you yep. get 30 minutes on, you can go, wasn't for me. 30 minutes wasn't for me. That's the, the major strong art Game Pass. However, the question that I have, and this is where you you kind of know a few dev- developers and stuff, is mm. the s- sustainability mainly of it. And uh, is it actually working for devs and publishers and teams in terms of making a profit and the reason why i bring this up there was a statement by people who that people can play the developers of outriders they released their game on game pass day one in april when it came out and uh, it did amazingly well uh, in the first month uh again i don't really know a lot about Twitch, but I remember seeing reports saying, "Oh, it's uh, surpassing Fortnite and Switch." You know, on launch day, which I can only imagine that's a huge thing. Pr- pretty big, yeah. Yeah. So and, and then Square Enix came out then about two weeks later and said, "In its first month, you know, over three three point five million players are playing it." Um, which and let it be known that Game Pass wasn't on PC; it was just console, you know, just on mm-hmm. Xbox consoles. So and you know, it seemed to be doing 
massively massive while and then people are saying oh this has all become game pass and which i think it is because it's a brand new ip and new ip these days i think um I, yeah i was actually playing gears 4 with frost the other night and he even said i think we need a new ip it's gone about stale you know the industry's just gone about stale yeah um, to which i like the same things yeah. Tell which I even said is that gaming is that expensive nowadays. You're you're not going to see much of that. Your new IPs is going to be little indie projects, and if yeah. they do well that well, they'll expand on them on sequels and things like that. So it's, you know, so I've got I've lost trail of thought, but basically what I'm saying is that uh, you can sign up the Game Pass for a pound, okay. Officially, mm-hmm. like you can tell, Joe blogs this. You can like so. Outriders April launch day. You can buy this game for seventy pound in a retail store, or you can buy Game Pass for the first month for one pound. After that month has passed, you could have had your full with that game, and you could just unsubscribe the Game Pass, and then that's it. You could just walk away. So I always remember Neil Druckmann. Of Naughty Dog, he used to uh, work on mobile games, and mm-hmm. when he made free to play mobile games, he always said an expression that it was a risk to the bottom because there were so many free to play games. It was almost like he got it out, and it's just a risk to the bottom. So, um, is the same rule common on the effect with Game Pass and you know larger IPs? So, for example, so Square Enix said you know the first month. Outriders had 3.5 million players. Now they haven't said where have they come from, but you know it's kind of obvious the vast, vast majority have had to come from Game Pass. Yeah. So, but people can fly have come out and have stated they don't know how much the game has sold. Uh, they haven't received any profits and they haven't received any royalties yet. For obviously, Square Enix would say if you hit this gateway, if you hit this gateway, you get X amount of pounds. They haven't got anything. And the game's out now three months. And normally, Square Enix are normally on the ball with you know quarterly reports, and they haven't uh, issued the number for Outriders. So there's a lot of mumble on the, on the interwebs now. Is that uh, you know is Game Pass actually worth it for these bigger companies? Is it worth doing? Because yes, you get the influx of players straight away, but are you getting these people who are just going, you know, out of have me fall over the weekend? Uh, you know, is that it? And then. You know, there's another report today where Hades, which is also a fucking a fantastic game, uh, mm. a Metacritic darling for the year, it won Game of the Year last year at the Dice Awards. That's, uh, uh, you know, definitely something special. I've played it on Switch, I've played it on PC, and now I'm currently playing it on the Xbox. 93% of the sales when it launched on next gen consoles there on Friday of last week, 93% of them were on PlayStation. Now, again, mm. I appreciate that, you know, <clears throat> obviously because PlayStation players have to buy the game, uh, where obviously Xbox players don't. But again, yeah. are, are we going to see the same thing happen where Hades on Xbox gets two, three million players over a you know a launch week or a week or so, and then it just dies of death because again, is it that magpie effect? So it's it's definitely it's something that we I've never thought about before until I started seeing these reports. But I I don't get me wrong, I want this I want Game Pass to work for developers. I want Game Pass to work for consumers. So everybody wants. Uh, 
But I think what I feel that when I we see reports like this, it's going to put, uh, you know, bigger games if that makes sense, off going on to it. Yeah. Um, because I'll give you another example. Bio Mutant was a game that was meant to go on to Game Pass, and at the eleventh hour, backed out. Now Bio Mutant, um, you play like a little raccoon or a customizable, you know, animal creature, and you have the you know you can have a sword or gun that's so customizable um that so at the 11th hour decided not to go on to it but that sold one million copies in a week and in that week it recouped all its cost back now it's very clever word report because it hasn't actually made any profit but you know that you know they broke even in a week mm-hmm. so my question is if that went on game pass would they be in the same situation because people who can fly here like this isn't their first ball. This isn't their first stick. Like people can play. Uh, I believe had a hand in Gears of War back in the day. I think Klaus Plasinski was either owned them or worked them because they did Bullstorm as well. So mm. um, again, you know more about this for me. So this is my kind of perspective. Is there sustainability on Game Pass going forward? Is this just a case of these games because they're new IP? Because again, I've just read a three names and I just realised as soon as I said it, every single one of them is a new IP. So, this is this is my thing about Game Pass, and I, I've been I've been thinking about this about recently because I one of my friends um, works as an artist for a company, a game development company, and they have launched a game that is currently on Game Pass, I think, um, or else it was on. Do you want me to plug, 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 or would you or not? Plug, plug, plug. Let's see if we can plug, plug, plug. Actually, no, I'm not sure. I'll wait. I'll wait and I'll see. But um, they ended up um releasing on game pass and they had a massive influx of players Mm -hmm. and now i know we talked about their sort of revenue the way that the way that it worked i'm thinking now i don't know whether or not i should have mentioned it (laughs) because i don't know how probably that that is uh but anyways well not mention the game then well not mention the game man so the thing is is that um i think that on the outside, it looks like Game Pass is like a magic bullet for gaming. Yeah. And it's the new hotness. Everyone wants to be associated. You want to stick that Game Pass logo on your game. You know, you get the gratification of seeing like loads of people, you know, playing it on day yeah. one. But that's all yeah. That's all secondary. You got to ask yourself from like a business perspective, where where's the value? Because you're giving away your game essentially for free. And so, so this, this is where, forgive my interruption there, but this is where I okay. assumed that it was just Xbox writing checks. So, like, back so, for blood or, you know, Outriders, day one, here's 20 million. Am so, I wrong? You're not wrong, but at the yeah. same time, it's not the same for everyone. Right. So, I, I would imagine that there is some form of negotiating. In fact, I know that there's some form of negotiating that goes yeah. on. And you got to ask yourself, what is the value of me giving away my game for free and taking either a check or yeah. uh, having a sales, having a download goal that after that download goal is met, then I'm going to get, you know, money per download. Like say after 100,000 downloads, then I'll get, you know, X amount per download. Right. Or if I'm going to get downloads based on playtime or something like that. So that's that's obviously your your money proposition where you're going to go right that's money but at the same time it's going to be less 
than if you just sell your game and you you know give a small percentage to the platform holder and you take the rest and go home yeah like you're always going to make more money that way so you got to think why like what's in it for me why why would i do this what's how's this going to benefit my business in the long run and there's there are three things that i can think of that game pass gives that just a straight sale model doesn't give and you should only consider game pass for your game no proverbial the game you're making yeah if if it meets this criteria or or if you could benefit from these criteria so number one the big one i think is exposure yeah you go on game pass you load up your game pass library i open the xbox app on my pc and i go to the game game pass tab and i just start browsing yeah and i might click on something and just install it and then work on and keep browsing and i'll keep doing and then there's a big banner ad at the front hey look look what we've added this week we just bought bethesda here's all these things do you know what i mean or hey there you like platformers here's some platformers you know you can enjoy that and so you get that exposure all right exposure means nothing to me if i'm not getting paid for it yeah because my game could be the best exposed game in the world and no one could be buying it and then it dies so you gotta then ask yourself how what is that exposure going to do for me and this is where the branch off happens where you got to think right which one of these applies to me one if you if your game is built with microtransactions in mind yeah then i think you should get on game pass Stay on Game Pass as long as you can, and just it just essentially you're you're giving people access to your storefront, and you could have. I'm sure we've talked about it in the past, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it in the future about opinions on microtransactions and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's it's here to stay, and that's just the business these days. And if my if you have a game that sells skins and emotes and packs and all this stuff, then you yeah. want to give people at least the base version of the game that they can get on and play and then buy the, do you know what I mean? Buy the stuff. It's kind of like the way that Fortnite does it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can yeah. just download Fortnite for free and then you spend money on emotes and everything else. And so, so on that, actually, I'll just jump on there. I just yeah. found an article. Uh, Jim Ryan is the big boss at Sony now. He runs PlayStation. Uh, okay. And he was asked about Game Pass there a few months ago, uh, and he said the following: "So putting games, and it's ironic because I've just discovered this after after I've asked you this question about sustainability. So he mm-hmm. said putting games into your subscription model on day one for us just doesn't make any sense." Sony bigwig Jim Ryan told GamesIndustry.biz prior to the launch of the PlayStation Five, when asked about Xbox Game Pass, he stated, "For others." In a different situation, it might, it might as well make sense, but for us, we can't expand or grow our existing ecosystem and put new games into a subscription model. just doesn't sit well with us. Uh, the executive added, we've had, uh, we've had this conversation before. We're not going to go down the road putting new titles into a subscription model. Games these days cost millions of dollars, well over $100 million to develop. Uh, we just don't see that sustainable. So... So yeah, I mean, but but that makes sense. I mean, yeah. do, would God of War have made money if it was on Game Pass? Like, I don't, I don't think it would have, because. But but again, you touched on the free to play, uh, or sorry, the the, the microtransactions. I, I remember um, when Battlefield, the new Battlefield, but I can't remember what it's called twenty something. Um, they're 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 just releasing that. Uh, 
with no single player campaign and it's like 70 quid to buy and people criticize that because um every other kind of big shooter nowadays is yeah free all has to, is free to play you have your fortnite your apex legends um and people are like that's such a very dated approach um yeah. so you know because they're not going free to play and you know that game will have a season pass you know that game will have microtransactions and it's going to be all you know they'll spin it all it's just cosmetic but the, the get the the the, the buyer to entry there is so high to get on in the first place before they're even asking you any money. Yeah. Um, where, and I, and I appreciate it's the catch 22 where that will they go, well, you know, Fortnite's free to play and Fortnite probably makes a billion dollars every day where mm. ba- Battlefield's not going to do that because, you know, they're, they're, they're having this kind of like this premium, you know, if you want to buy our game, you know, so, I, I just I would love to see the business behind it. I mean, so for example, Back for Blood is October is day one on Game Pass on PC and on Xbox. You know for an absolute certainty that game is going to be all over Twitch. That game is going to be all over Twitter, YouTube yep. gaming. It's going to be mental. Yep. And it's going to be helped, as you said, by exposure. I would just love to know, and I know, again, it's a new IP, is there a check handed across from Microsoft to them to go here? You know, so here, here's five million. At that at that point, I'd probably add three zeros onto that. But yeah, at that point, or two zeros onto that. Yeah. At that point, yeah, I think that there has been money crossed hands because mm-hmm. at that point, it's almost like a symbiotic relationship because at yeah. that point, Microsoft is going, well, I think this is going to sell consoles. Yeah, because if you have a four-player co-op shooter and me and you play together, like we played with two bots and we were we had the time of our life and we'll talk to our friends and we'll go, man, this is so good. Uh You gotta play it. You get yourself an Xbox, man. Get on Game Pass, download it, jump on. We have another spot in our team. We'll play. It's gonna be so much fun. Like now you're left out and now you're subscribing to Game Pass and now you're. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's gonna sell. So now Microsoft have something to gain. So yeah. they'll probably say, right, we'll cut you a check. It'll cover whatever we project your week one sales to be, or I don't know how it would work. Yeah. They'll probably work that out, you know, more specifically than that. Yeah. And then they'll say, okay, right, we'll we'll promote you in X Y Z way. But then because Microsoft now have a dog in the fight, they the promotion is on. The, the promotion is for them too you know what yeah. I mean they're, all, they're almost saying you know, yeah you buy Game Pass you get this on day one you can play yeah. with your friends you'll know all the end jokes and you'll be cool as well and everyone yeah. will like you and that's that's what it's all about now the thing is though is that there are games that don't have microtransactions and they're yeah. on Game Pass and so those I think are special cases because if my game was a single player game like I mentioned God of War like if I had made God of War and I spent 500 million making God of War and Mm -hmm. I'm promoting it to death and everyone knows about it and they're all hyped about it why would I give that game away for free whenever my final financial touch point with the customer is at point of sale yeah why would I give that up? Because you're not buying. Like, am I right in saying I haven't played it? But <laughs> it's yeah. a bit of a crime. No, but have, am yeah. I right in saying that there are no microtransactions in that correct. game? Correct. Yeah, you're hundred percent. So, yeah. so what's the point? You know what I yeah. mean? Now, and you're you're not buying another. It's not like God of War is like super old now. Well, yeah. it is now, but like, it's not like it would be if it was going on Game Pass day one. Then mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's losing its only financial touch point with a customer. Yeah. Now, yeah. for example, with Edith Finch. You, that has, I'd say for the main part, made its money. Yeah. 
And it's probably on a deal with Microsoft where it's getting money per download after a certain amount of downloads. You know what I mean? And it's prob no one's gonna run out now and go, I'm gonna buy Game Pass fifteen ninety nine just for Edith Finch. I can't wait. And if you do, then good on you. But you know, I don't think it's gonna sell consoles. Yeah. So at that point, you gotta ask where the value is for the developers of Edith Finch. And I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a new game coming out soon. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. of Edith Finch comes. Uh, yeah. And so now all of a sudden, your game is an advertisement for your next game. Yeah. And at that point, now you're just buying ad space. Do you know what I mean? But if I, if I, you, you mentioned the game. Uh, what one was it? Outriders was it? Not yeah. Outriders. The the one uh, that, that pulled at the last minute. Bio mutant. Bio mutant. So bio mutant pulled at the last minute and went. Nah, we're not going to do this. And I think that the reason why is because they probably had enough exposure already. Yeah. And people were already hyped for it, and they yeah, went, well, and especially for a new IP, people were kind of buzzed for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if I brought out a game and it became a became like let's say i'm making you know let's say stardew valley never existed and i decided i'm gonna make stardew valley this is still a farming game yeah and all the farming game heads love it and everyone that wants a nice relaxing game love it and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna buy it and that there's subreddits and people are making fan arts and all this other stuff why would i give that game away for free exactly, at that yeah. point but if no one's talking about it now this this also kind of not that not to move away from Game Pass, but this also is the same kind of thing that people were talking about on Steam, where it's like, why do people put their game like ninety percent off on Steam? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you sell your game for like a pound on Steam they, whenever they, they it's normally this, like a tenner? They do this notoriously on the Nintendo Switch as well. You would see a game that uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry, I interrupt you, but I always That's assumed fine. that they did it for this reason and this reason only, so they would make like Rayman Legends four pound mm. so it was shoot straight to number one in the chart because everybody's brought it and mommy can i have this game 24 quid it's less than five or you go yep i know it shoots back up to number one uh and then after a week it goes back up to 29.99 so they're trying to capitalize on somebody going, what's that game there exactly uh, what you're cashing on on then is fomo yeah because if you turn around and you go, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I've bought this new game. It's so good. Like, let's pretend that this is going to happen to Back for Blood, for example. And yeah. me and you uh, get it on day one Game Pass. And it's on Game Pass for 14 days. Yeah. And we're like, okay, and we get it day one. No one's talking about it. No one knows what it is. All right. Yeah. And it's super Twitch friendly. And mm -hmm. that exposure means that loads of people are playing it on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, they're doing some giveaways on Twitch for like free codes for the game or something. Yeah. You know, and there's there's this grassroots sort of growth of the game that's that's accelerated by Game Pass. The game grows to the point where everyone's, or a lot of people are watching it, a lot of people are playing it, and then you cut that off. And then you cut off the tether of, say, Game Pass, for example, for your, your Back for Blood game that you've made. Yeah. Then me and you go out to people and we say, hey... Uh, we're playing this game, Back for Blood, so good, you gotta see it, here's some Twitch videos, here's what it's about, we're selling this game, it's so good, we've another spot on our team, you should buy it, yeah. and you can play it with us. Now all of a sudden that third person is gonna go and buy a copy of the game at retail price, yeah. in order to join in with a culture that has been created when the game was cheaper. Yeah. And, and that's that, I mean, Steam Summer Sale objectively has figures that point in this direction yeah 
you know, Steam summer sales happen, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the sales of the game spike, and then that 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 graph that we all know, you know, the big spike, and then the tail off. That tail off uh, happens over the 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 mo- the moment in time when the game goes back to full price. So you cash in more on the heightened popularity, and so Game Pass can do that if you if you can you know get a 30 day deal or something like that because there's plenty of games i played that aren't on that on game pass that now aren't on game pass and the other thing as well is if you have a game on game pass that's a longer game and you pull it it's it's a bit of a dirty tactic i guess it's probably the dirtiest of tactics but let's say you have a game like and they didn't do this but let's say they did let's say you put skyrim on there all right yeah. and skyrim's on there because buffets but let's say a game like skyrim yeah. 80 hours 100 hours blah 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 it's on there for two weeks i i don't have 80 hours in two weeks to yeah. put into a game i yeah. probably don't have 80 hours in a year to put into a game yeah you know a single game now but if they pull that after two weeks then I have to buy a copy and yeah. I've essentially just used Game Pass as a try-before-you-buy yeah, system. Like a free-to-play weekend almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like games that free-to-play weekends, some of yeah. them still do. It's like that's the... That's, I think that's another reason why it could work. But for everyone that gets a good deal, there's going to be someone that gets a bad deal. And at the end of the day, Microsoft are a business. So yeah. I can't... We have, we have to see that... Yeah, they're, they're talking about for the gamers... Mm-hmm. trademark you know what i mean and yeah. yes that's true that's the trademark but really it's for the shareholders do you know what i mean uh, and, in your, and in your opinion do, do, do you think it's sustainable at the moment i mean they're obviously doing this they like you look at like netflix numbers like you know they're making mm. billions a month like billion, like stream numbers and yeah. like obviously microsoft like first and foremost microsoft are a software company yeah um they want to sell you software they want to sell you a subscription a license be it Dolby Atmos be it Windows Office be it Game Pass Um, can you see Game Pass or do you reckon it will scale down as time goes on or do you reckon like this year it is it it feels like piracy it's so fucking good it's ridiculous how good it is I mean and the amount of games I have gone, you know what, I'm going to buy that, and then it's on Game Pass. There's a game out now this Friday called 12 Minutes, Will and Defoe's in it. Uh, it's a point-and-click game, and it fucking looks incredible. Game Pass. On Game Pass. So again, I'm not giving that publisher the money. So because, yeah. and again, you know, you know, if I, like, if I was a huge, 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 huge fan, and I loved it, you know, you buy a physical version or something like that, but do you think it will still be what it is now or is this the cherry now and it's just going to go down I think we're at the height of it and I think lockdown had a lot to do with that as well because people inside you know you you can't go out and buy games digital sales probably I would imagine I haven't checked this but digital sales I would imagine went up because you know buying physical games was a lot harder and so things like Game Pass became more of a value proposition for people yeah. that were just kind of sitting on furlough or unemployed or whatever else happened to everybody, you know, throughout lockdown. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine that Game Pass probably saw an uptick. And so in order to do that, you know, more value had to be added in. And yeah. with Microsoft buying so many other studios and stuff now, all those, they've already said all their first party games are going to come on Game Pass. It makes for a very... It makes for a very impressive um, 
presentation whenever they give presentations yeah. being like here's 23 brand new games we're working on and every one of them is on game pass do you know what i mean yeah on day one and and, 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 and this is why it framed me so much with starfield was exclusive to xbox because oh I yeah thought, that was definitely gonna happen people were saying i, I, I don't think it's gonna be and i was I, like yes I, it I, is I, I was actually one of those naive people i thought what they were going to do and maybe this is me being naive and being a wee bit of a playstation fanboy but i genuinely thought they were going to do right starfield playstation 5 xbox x day one free on game pass if you want it on PlayStation, it's seventy pound. But then I thought they were going to go do the thing. Well, why would you pay seventy pound when you can get an S for two hundred quid? So pay an extra hundred and thirty quid and get this entire catalog. And before you know it, you're on you're on their ecosystem. You have yeah. Stargate. You have Skyrim. You have Stardew Valley. You have fucking Edith Finch. You know you've Halo. It's the big the trouble. <laughs> so I mean. That's what I thought they were going to do. Where they're not doing that now, so they're like they're on, and you like. I cannot see for life or money or love or money. Starfield having microtransactions on it. I mean, that's going to be like, like that's going to be Elder Scrolls now, in space. Yeah, but it's going to sell. It's going to sell systems. Yes, and yeah. then and then every every system is going to have the ability to be yeah. a subscriber. Mm-hmm. So it widens your potential subscriber base. And yeah. we all know from a business perspective, recurring revenue is better than single revenue. Yeah. So they would much rather have you paying fifteen ninety nine a month than going out and buying that for seventy pound on disc. Yeah. Because you can project into the future that everyone that is paying fifteen ninety nine a month is, mm-hmm. you know, that's a more you know, you can project figures better on that. It makes your company more valuable because investors will be like, wow, they've got 18 million people paying 15 99 a month. Yeah. That's a revenue of XYZ. Everyone that, that is buying it, either A, is on Microsoft Windows, so there was a license that was paid there, or are on Xbox, so there's a console that has been purchased there. You know, and yeah. so from that then, you know, that's going to sell units. And so that's yeah. why, from a business perspective, I was like, of course that's going to be exclusive. That's the... That's the prized pig, you know what yeah. I mean? That's the that's the that's the main flower in the center of the bouquet. They're not going to give that away to another platform I, because I think what's going to make or break Game Pass. So we're talking here for the past 10, 15 months about the sustainability. Is it going to? Is it right for devs and all that carry on? Yeah, I think and it sounds very stupid, but I think a lot of people will agree with me as well. I think one thing is going to make or break it. Mm-hmm. And it's this Christmas. If Halo bombs this Christmas, you're going to see a major decline in Game Pass and engagement ship, you know, a subscriber base or whatever. Yeah. But if Halo Infinite is the masterpiece that I think every fan is praying it is, and you know what? I'll get tap my hat to Microsoft. That took some balls to delay that game. And I know. Fair, fair play. Fair that play, was the right it, call. It was the right call, and it, you had to have the biggest balls to launch a console with no games. Fair <laughs> play, like they, 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 like they could have just delayed the console. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you know, I don't know if you have a Series X in stock, but if you flip a box round at the back, there's Master Chiefs in the back of the box round of Halo. So, you know, they even kept was, them there, uh, like. Like this had gone to print, you know these boxes, manufacturing boxes had gone to print. They they were on that this was to be launched. Um, 
if this is the critical darling and it takes you back to the day, it takes everyone back to the days of Halo 3 when Xbox Live Gold was still fine or just a fine. If this is the boy, Game Pass is going to explode because mm-hmm. everybody knows what Halo is and it only takes a small group. They go, this is phenomenal and then everybody's playing it. It's going to be like, you know, it's been yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the the hot the uh, new hot game the for new Christmas. hot game it definitely is and the fact that all it's over free Twitch, to play, all over YouTube, yeah. and it's on Game Pass, you know, just buy a Series S, you're on because you know they're going to do bundles. They're going oh to yeah, do, they're going to do Halo consoles, they're going to do Halo controllers, they're going to pull on that nostalgic string, and if it's fucking amazing, which I hope it is, because Halo. Halo Freeman, ODST and Reach grabbed me something oh, hard. Man. And uh, I know fanboys who are shouting themselves for it. I, and I, you know what? I'm rooting for them because they deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Xbox want, have had it shite. Want people for, have good games. Xbox have had it pretty crappy for some time now and they need a yeah. one. And uh, I really hope this is their one. And again, I think competition is great for the industry. Um, like, you know, we just don't want to see if we're... we're like, no doubt about it. PlayStation knocked the ball out of the park last generation. It was ridiculous from console sales, the first party games, everything, and then look at Nintendo's doing and uh, mm-hmm. Xbox. I think it was fair to say they were kind of just forgotten about last generation. So yeah, their success has breeded the conversation that we're now talking about. And you know, Xbox is amazing for a consumer, and I just hope it is sustainable, and I hope it's here for a long, long time. Um, I agree. I hope, I hope in like a year, like 10 years time, we'll be mentioning how the Game Pass pulled through and that all the games on it were great. And, and do, you ever think, to... do you ever think Sony will do this or Nintendo or do you reckon their IPs are just too big? I don't think Sony will do it because I don't think, I don't, so if you look at all that, not to get too far into another topic, but if you yeah. look at the first party games, yeah, it, it fits the first party games yeah. Uh, of Microsoft to do so because yeah. Nintendo first party games are their Nintendo games. That's yeah. their thing. Yeah. Uh, they place their value in their franchise IPs, which is what yeah. like their old games, which yeah. is why that you know you buy your Nintendo online subscription and you get a retro catalog. Like they place their value there. Yeah. And then new games, you buy the little cartridge and away you go. And that's just the way that they do things. And they'll probably keep doing that for. I mean, they they still don't have a you know a party system to talk online yeah. like they just do their own thing yeah uh, so i don't think they'll do it um sony i don't think are going to do it because their first party games tend to not have microtransactions yeah and so because of that that as i mentioned before that financial touch point is yeah. at point of sale so they're going to just buy i think that sony's thing is we'll buy the exclusive for a year yeah like the the only next gen experience i've had so far was we had a playstation 5 uh, in stock yeah and it to uh quote unquote test the playstation 5 <laughs> i uh synced up my account bought the final fantasy 7 remake dlc uh-huh. finished it over like six hours wiped the console and then put it up for sale uh-huh. and that's the only next gen experience i had and the only reason that i did that on playstation was uh-huh. because it's exclusive to playstation yeah and and because there's no microtransactions in that game, the the day one exclusivity captures the customer at the only financial yeah. hurdle. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Whereas Game Pass, it's about microtransactions. It's about buying. No, it's about spending a little over a long time. So yeah. therefore, you want your customer to be to have access to the game at the lowest possible entry point for the yeah. longest period of time. So I think now we've just got to the stage where because I follow a lot of Twitter accounts that are like Xbox for life, yeah, and yeah. PlayStation for life, woo, and all that stuff. And and it used to be fun. They're all accounts from years ago, back whenever it was like PS3 or Xbox 360 fanboys, blah blah blah, and the memes and all that stuff. Yeah. But now it's like two people are arguing about like what do you like better, football or cheese? Yeah. It's like what? Like you can't even compare them. Do you know what I mean? They're like just two completely different things. And I think that that's where we've got to now, where the three companies have three unique products that are completely different things. And so because of that, they need their own unique business model. Do you know definitely. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And so that's that's why I think that yeah, this is going to be an Xbox thing, and that's it. But there will always be competition over the big games too, like Starfield and Final Fantasy and Halo and all that stuff. That's the show. There folks. we go. That's the My show. Goodness, we got an hour and a half. Yeah, my, my God, that's a, I know that was. So a, that if was you stay, if you stay for us right from the end, uh, welcome back. We've missed you. We missed doing yeah. this, and uh, you know it'll be the same again next week. We would absolutely love uh, questions to be submitted uh, via Anchor. Kieran's going to have the link in the description below where you can actually upload your question via voice. Uh, you can tweet us questions. You can uh, comment on the YouTube. The more engagement yeah. you get, the, the brilliant. If you have ideas for topics of the show, if you want to hear us talk about Valvinus more, um, hmm. we didn't talk about I why we were reversing boats and see a phase. We'll get into that next week, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, Kieran, it's been absolutely fantastic to be back at it again it's the sad this is but it's been great to be back in the saddle feel it feels like we only did the last one last week yeah and beautiful yeah it just we're right back right back to where we were and this is definitely something that i can lock myself in the little spare room upstairs that i've built as like a little podcast studio and i can sit on there now every week and just have a little time to just sit and chat catch up talk about some stuff so yeah this is something that i'm definitely going to be looking forward to every week and as daniel was saying make sure to subscribe make sure to check out the links in the description to chat to us or leave a voice message you can find this podcast well obviously you're listening to it but you can find it on all major platforms but anchor is the one that we prefer because you can uh, drop us voice messages and you know we can feature those voice messages on the show and answer questions or just talk about topics or whatever you think but anyways until next week Thank you very much, everyone, and we'll see you next time. See you next time, folks. Bye.